One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When we think of shares, we generally think of single companies that are listed on the stock market. But this is not always the case. Some shares allow you to access investments that are generally beyond the scope of individuals, such as the case with Bailador, ASX code BTI. Bailador is a specialist investor in growth stage information technology businesses, and I'm pleased to welcome our guest today, David Kirk, co-founder and partner at Bailador. David's the former chief executive, well, actually, he's got a, um, a resume as long as your arm, but we're not going to go through everything today. <laughs> David's the former chief executive of Fairfax Media. In fact, yesterday I was at an Australian shareholders meeting and I mentioned that I was talking to you and they said, oh, no, no, he swapped with Pacific Magazines. Is that I the did case? Start, well, I did start with PMP, which yeah, yeah. was um, Pacific Magazines and Printing was yeah. what the PMP stood for when it listed. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got there... The company, which was a listed company, had sold the magazines to Channel 7. Oh, right. So I didn't actually yeah. end up um, running magazines, but I did move from from printing and uh, media services and uh, and home delivery and those sorts of things uh, yeah. to uh, media itself. No, it's just interesting. Those They're such wily foxes. <laughs> They've been around. And they just know everyone and every, what uh, everyone's done in the industry. Anyway, David's the former chief executive of Fairfax Media, the chairman of Trade Me and Katmandu, as well as a director on several other boards. And he was also the captain of the All Blacks when they won the World Cup in 1987, many moons ago. Many moons ago. It seems a long time ago now. <laughs> yeah, we just had our seventh World Cup. That was the first. We're talking about... Bailador and what um, Bailador invests in. And I mentioned that it's uh, growth stage businesses. What is a growth stage business? Uh, it's quite specific to information technology. It's a term used, um, synonymous term is expansion stage. And that gives you a good idea. It's not investing in startup companies, small companies with a, with a good idea, uh, a couple of founders keen to build some tech and find some customers and, and have a business sometime in the future. It's investing in established businesses, which are at a point in their sort of growth curve where they're ready to grow fast, but they need capital. Typically in the Australian market, that would mean the business had five to $10 million worth of revenue, was growing at 30, 40, 50, 60% even a year, was well established in Australia and New Zealand, had a good customer base, it's proven technology, uh, it, it knew how to win new customers and there was enough um, information, financial information about the company to be able to assess its its value and its prospects carefully. Uh, and that's the stage at which we invest. And, and very often for Australian companies, given that this part of the world is not huge compared to the rest of it, they're about to or have just begun to go international as well. You're finding businesses that require funding to continue to grow, but um, and you take a role in actively managing them as well, don't yes, you? Yes, that's a very good point. Um, it's the two absolutely go together in our philosophy of investment. You're not just giving them money and then letting no, them fly away. We yeah. invest in fewer businesses at a later stage, so more 
you know, more mature businesses, bigger businesses, uh, and we get um, deeply involved in helping them improve because in the end, they need that. It's not just the capital they're looking for. It's it's experience in building businesses. And my partner, Paul, and I, we Paul Wilson and I founded the fund about seven or eight years ago now, uh, and we both got extensive business management experience. I, as you said in the introduction, came up through a, a whole range of um, senior business management roles in big companies, including Fairfax Media, and Paul worked in um, private equity for an extended period of time. You do have a very specific mm-hmm. list of criteria that you use to decide when to, which companies you're going to invest in. Yes, we do. Um, and it starts, as I said earlier, with, with scale. We don't really invest in any companies with revenue less than $5 million. And it's not the revenue per se, it's the maturity of the company that that signifies, uh, which means that they have established technology, so they're not still trying to build their technology and figure out if it works. It does actually work. They've got a, they've got a fairly large customer base, pretty established customer base, uh, and we can see that that customer base sticks with them, and the customer base is rebought, if you like. They've, they they realise that this is the best solution they're going to get, and they're going to stick with them for as long as they can. So that's very important to us in terms of the, the maturity and scale of the company. I think at this point, Lee, we should talk about some of the companies that you're um, yeah. that you're investing in at Bailador. So Software as a Service not only has very good economics of growth, in other words, high gross margins and relatively low cost to add new customers, uh, and those customers, if you've got a good product, stay for a long period of time. So the subscription revenue that you get from those customers compounds over time. Yeah. So Software as a Service has very good growth economics. So that's what we've mostly invested in. And our most successful investment is a business called SiteMinder. Mm. Uh, I should go to the punchline on SiteMinder uh, <laughs> first. And that just before Christmas, we, we raised capital, at least the company raised capital, and we supported it strongly um, at $1.1 billion of, um, of market, well, it's not market capitalization because it's not listed, but it's a private company. Uh, and that business was, was, you know, in the small tens of millions of dollars when we first invested about seven or eight years ago in terms of its total value. So that's been the growth. That's been the sort of over 20 times. And what, do, what does SiteMinder do? SiteMinder provides software for hotels to connect them to all of the sources of potential room bookings. So if you're a hotel and you want to collect, connect online, you need to connect yourself to Booking.com, to Expedia, to Agoda, to C-Trip, the big to Chinese the companies, girl. to Trivago, <laughs> to the Trivago girl, to Hotels.com, to a whole range of other places like Airbnb also is now um, part of it. But you need to connect to as many uh, potential sources of people looking to book your hotel as you possibly can. And not only do you need to just a sort of simple connection, you need to be able to communicate the details of your room availability, so what rooms are available when, what the, what the price of the different rooms are, you know, which ones face the sea and which ones face the mountains, and all the other extras that you have uh, in the room. So there's quite a lot of information that needs to be communicated. What share of the market worldwide would they have now? Well, it's still small. Yeah. Because um, there are around a million hotels worldwide, many of them are long tail of small hotels, and, and only about half of those are currently online. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think, you know, they are the dominant provider in, in this market. There's no, is there any competition in this There market? is small competition around the world and other places, but they are far and away the leader. They're triple the size of their nearest competitor mm-hmm. in terms of number of hotels connected 
and in terms of number of systems that they are able to connect to. Straker is another one. That's an interesting yeah. business. They're listed on the stock market they as well, aren't yeah. they? Are they the only one of your companies that's listed? Yes, the only one that we've listed directly out of the fund. Yeah, so we've maintained, we've held our position. We've sold down about 10 to 20% overall. Just, you know, it's important that we realise cash for our investors over time. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of our model to make sure we do that. Uh, but we're a big believer in Straker. We think that's got a long way to run. Okay, tell us a bit about Straker. Yeah, Straker well, Straker's in the language translation business. Um, and language translation is a huge global market. It's $42 billion market, growing at around about 8 or 9% a year. And you might say to yourself, well, why is language translation growing so fast? It's because of cross-border commerce. Everyone's now, because again, because of the internet and the ability to sell in, in multiple markets, um, people are able to sell in uh, markets that speak a foreign language. But that means they need to put their website and they need to put all their marketing material um, and they need to put all of their, even their packaging material needs to all be translated. And because there's much more cross-border commerce, there's also lots of agreements. People are putting in place agreements to do things in other languages and they, that all needs to be um, translated. So lots of global commerce, uh, cross-border commerce is causing lots of demand for translation services. The typical way in which translation has been done has been by people um, who have got you know, degrees and, and deep understanding of the languages and they've... Accreditation. Accreditation, yep. exactly. And they've translated um, out of their mind. Um, not too long ago, there was the you know, machine translation came along and, and many people will be familiar with Google translation. So what um, Stryker decided to do about um, six or seven years ago, the Stryker Translations did, and it's, it's founded by Grant Straker and his wife, Marin. They um, thought that they needed to combine machine translation with people translation. But they realised that employing people was, a, was an inefficient way to um, do the translation. Um, so they crowdsourced. And so they've set up a platform. There, and the key for them and the key for the business was to build a platform which allowed for very efficient loading of the material to be translated into it, for then everyone to have visibility of that in real time, for that to be immediately and automatically machine translated um, using all the best translation engines including Straker's own translation engine, which is now um, as good as any in the world and getting better because of their you know, billions and billions of, of strings they've, they've translated. Um, machine translation for then... In, 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 so, the, so the machines are learning the translation They're learning the translation as they do it. Yep. Right, the okay. more they do it, the more, the yep. more they translate, the more they realise what that word next to that word looks like and mm -hmm. what the context um, will be. Wow. I'm not sure <laughs> they're ever going to become you know, able to replace humans completely but um, but they're getting there mm -hmm. and then at the same time as the machine translation is being done which of course is very quick um, there's a crowdsourcing of human translators and the and the and the, the workers there's an agreed form for selection um, of the two word pairs and there's 80 source languages and around about 80 target languages so you can go from literally from you know german to swahili and Russian to some other... Tongan. Uh, Tongan, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and literally you can do all of those um, languages, but you need to find the translators that know those two languages. Mm -hmm. uh, but those are all crowdsourced, and there are tens of thousands of um, translators that are on the roster, as it were, and yeah. they all pitch for the business because something comes up in their email, bing, would you like to do this business, or a text or something, and they say, yeah, I'd like to do that. And so they come back very quickly, and the material is sent out to them, they, they tidy it up, they make sure that the... The, um, that the machine translation is, is, is perfectly accurate and got the context right, and it goes back uh, onto the platform, and it's concluded, and then the, the person who's put it in and uploaded it can then 
it, it's available to them and obviously they pay they pay a, a deposit up front and then they pay the rest of it and they can they can get their translation out is Bailador what you'd describe as an LIC a listed investment company technically it is because, technically it is but it's not like but it's the... not like any of the other listed investment companies hmm. it's really much more like listed venture capital or listed private equity in the sense that we invest in private companies and we hold them in a portfolio that uh, investors in the one listed share, Bailador Technology Investments, BTI, can get access to. So people um, investing in BTI get, a, get, get access to 10 uh, private companies, or actually nine private and one listed now, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with Straker being listed, and all of the growth that goes uh, along with that. David Kirk, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. You're very welcome. I've, I've really enjoyed it. This podcast is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.